What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome to episode 15 of The Crease Dive, presented by Barstool Sports, your one-stop shop for that stick talk for lax rats by lax rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me week after week, we've got Robbie O on the mic. Yo, yo, yo. And it is a huge week in college across. It is the final week before the NCAA tournament kicks off. We've already had a couple conferences have their conference tournaments out of the way with the ACC, it's Ryder Garnsey and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking home that championship. We've got an interview with Ryder coming up a little bit later in this episode. The Patriot League, they also had their tournament already. It's the Loyola Greyhounds taking home that championship. They punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And right now, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night, and we've had a ton of conference oh, semifinal yeah. uh, And so, I mean, Robbie O, buddy. How are you feeling, first of all? I mean, how, how are you doing? And most importantly, how are you feeling about all this lax that's going on right now? Kids doing well, man. Uh, no complaints. Uh, but yeah, dude, let's just get right into the lax. Um, actually, I do, ha- I do have one complaint. I- I'm a little upset that Furman, Furman is out. Their 2008 uh, season has come to an end. I will say I'm a little upset by that. RIP to the meme team. I mean, listen, when uh, you know when they got dubbed the meme team by you a few weeks ago, I thought that that was kind of a uh, punch. They a, a, a team of destiny at that point. I was like, there's no chance that the meme team doesn't make it to the NCAA tournament. But yeah, it's it's definitely a, a tough one there. Uh, so I mean, Fer- Furman Furman goes down to to, to Richmond in the uh, in the SoCon semi. We'll touch a little bit mm-hmm. on the SoCon uh, a little bit later, but let's. Start Start off with the Big Ten, and most importantly, this brawl between oh. the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays and the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you haven't seen this yet, it's on our social feeds uh, on at the Crease Dive on Twitter and Instagram. Also, put up a little blog on this on Barstool. Uh, but dude, Hopkins goalie Brock Turnbull decides that he's going to just be a Superman and try to clear the ball himself, try to run it past midfield. Obviously, any attackman that sees a goalie trying to run the ball is going to try to beat the shit out of the kid. So he gets pl- and anytime you see a huge hit right by the box like that, oh, you- it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be chaos. All the boys get fired up. The coaching staff gets fired up, dude. Fuck, I think I think the trainer w- was uh, chucking some knuckles in there at one point. That fight was insane. And uh, I saw on uh, on Twitter that uh, two players from each team might get suspended. Do you hear that? Yeah, I, I I haven't heard that yet, but it would not surprise me. Um, you know, I, I feel like breaking news on the crease. Breaking news, and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that's that's gonna be super tough for Hopkins because so they get a goal. Uh, you know, it's the final. You know, they score with under 15 seconds left. This game was not at five five, low scoring affair, uh, and not at five. Final 15 seconds, Hopkins gets the dagger to punch their ticket into the Big Ten championship game where they're going to get a rematch against Maryland. It'll be the rivalry part 117. Uh, Obviously, anybody that follows across knows how that game ended last weekend with Will Snyder, the triple overtime dagger to give Maryland that win. Uh, But yeah, so now if if Hopkins is going to have to go in there with, uh, you know, down a man, it's it's not going to be uh, you know it's definitely not making it yeah. easier on themselves to win the rematch here. Yeah. Well, 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 well. First of all, before before we get talking about the re, uh, the rematch, uh, that game right there, uh, those teams did not like each other. Uh, not not one bit. Uh, there was a lot of bad blood there. 
And I think moving forward now, the kid that might be out is probably their best player, reoccurring guest on the crease dive, three-time All-American, number five pick, first round of the MLL draft, Joel Tinney is what I'm, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it, it it makes sense. I mean, Canadian boy grew up playing box across. You can drop the mitters in box and, and let the knucks fly. So, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, has too many fights in his career, but I'm sure that he's not a, a total stranger to fights. So, yeah, yeah well, Ohio State's half Canadian, too. So all those kids are also box. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, this is what Big Ten should be all. I, I know that these teams are incredibly skilled. I know that they have prolific offenses, but when I think of like when I think of the Big Ten, this is what I think of. So this game uh, was pretty much everything that I want this conference to be. So that was great to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you know, maybe uh, you know, I'm gonna have to get a hold of some lawyers or something to see if uh, if our boy Joel can play in this uh, in this Big Ten championship game because without Joel Tenney, I mean, that is going to put such a damper on what Hopkins can do against Maryland. And Maryland, they they get into the uh, into the Big Ten championship again after a 12-9 win over Rutgers. Uh, I mean, this is a team that's just loaded right now. Uh, you know, they, they've only lost a couple games on the season and they're, they're either by one or two goals each. So Maryland is, I mean, they... They're going to be in the tournament regardless, mm-hmm. but I think that they want to take that Big Ten championship for the second year in a row. Yeah, no, I think they do too. That that team's extremely hungry, motivated. You know, with that whole senior class uh, leaving, you know, we've seen new leaders uh, rise up to the challenge. A bunch of young kids coming up. Obviously, coached by Coach Tillman, uh, fantastic coach. He's he's always gets the team uh, in top form around this time of year. But uh, for me, my my main takeaway from this game was. Was, was Rutgers. Like you stated, Maryland already knew that they had their ticket punched um, in the NCAA tournament. But but for Rutgers, this is a team that's been snubbed for the past two years in a row now. And this, it's it's going to be another kind of question. And I might be leaning towards that they might not get into the tournament now. That that, that was a must win back against the wall kind of game. I'm what do you what do you think there? I think they had to win that one to get in. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, and I think that there are, uh, there's a good handful of teams in the country this year who were a lot like Rutgers, where you know <laughs> it's getting toward the end of the season, and they have so many opportunities to kind of make the committee, kind of you know to at least handcuff the committee into giving them a spot in the tournament. Uh, and, and a bunch of these teams have just been dropping the ball all over the place. And, you know, Rutgers is one of them. So, uh, you know, these these teams that definitely need help to get into the tournament have just been shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, but listen, I mean, once we get into May, this is where, you know, the, the cream rises to the top. And, you know, obviously Maryland is a program like that. So they're not going to drop to Rutgers. And Rutgers is still just, you know, a, a little bit away from becoming a program like that. Uh, but moving on real quick, because we want to get through all these conferences uh let's move over into the big east because earlier in the week or it was either earlier this week or maybe last week i dropped a uh, a nice little take quake on the big east tournament uh where i talk about uh it (laughs) denver and bill tierney have been throwing the big east tournament for the last couple years just to fuck up the (laughs) the whole the bracket because you know this is genius move it's a team that already knows that they don't need an aq to get into the tournament so why not give an aq to a lesser big east team 
and then that way they can take a bubble spot from a team who's better than the eventual Big East winner. Now, the team who they've been dropping to the last two years has been Marquette. They meet Marquette in the Big East semifinal this year, and they don't throw it just yet. So Denver comes away with a 10-7 win, and real quick shout-out to a former guest on the crease dive, Trevor Baptiste, the number one overall pick in the MLL draft. He sets the career record for face-off wins. Um, you know, I, th- I think uh, you know we, we've all been referring to him as the GOAT for quite a few years now. Uh, but now it's it's not a nickname; it's like an actual title. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the absolute ghost. And then uh, that one-two combo on Team USA this summer in the Israel games will be uh, or in the World Games in Israel is going to be insane. Uh, between him and then Greg the Beast, Greg Lian. It's uh, if I'm another country, I, I, geesh, your chances aren't that great at the faceoff X. So yeah, don't uh, we don't even show up to the face-off yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't bother. Just, just, just keep putting a long pole there and uh, keep your fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, um, this, yeah, you're right. Mar- Marquette has had Denver's number in the big, uh, in the Big East tournament, or in the in the Big East tournament for a while now. So for Denver to win, now they're going to be playing against a Georgetown team. And when these teams played last time, I believe the score was six to five, uh, and uh, Denver came away with that with a one goal game. And uh, people forget this is a Georgetown team that started off the year six and zero. So you know this team has a lot of potential, and, and obviously Denver's already in the tournament. Let's just say Tierney lets because uh, Denver is not going to lose to Georgetown. Tierney's just going to they're going to make them lose just because they want them to get in because they know they're going to beat them. Uh, just going off of your theory, but it, to see Georgetown in to see Georgetown in the tournament. To see Hopkins, you always say it, when Hopkins is a good team, lacrosse is just a better sport. I feel like Georgetown, that's a team that we have not seen in the tournament in a while. Yeah, I mean, since the days of like Brody Merrill probably. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always a, a huge fan of when Georgetown is great. Uh, unfortunately, it, it hasn't been, uh, you know, that way recently. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that if, if there's a team that can take down Denver in this Big East tournament, well, I mean, obviously it, it can only be Georgetown now because it's the only team playing but i think that this is a team who you know i I think this is a game where tyranny's kind of looking you know at himself and he's like well yeah i mean we can easily throw this one because it's one that wouldn't be too surprising um and real quick i mean villanova they were hosting this big east tournament um you know and they're another team that came out of the gates flying another team that you know probably if if they would have just kind of kept the foot on the pedal a little bit more, uh, would be an at-large team. But it's, again, kind of like a yeah. runners, these, these teams that need to get wins, and they just don't come out on top of it. So Georgetown gets a 13-10 to 10 win over Nova to get into the Big East Championship. And again, as we mentioned, Denver gets that 10-7 win over Marquette. So they will be playing for the Big East title. Moving up a little bit, we've got the America East Conference, and it is Ian McKay and the Vermont Catamounts heading into the America East Championship against, they get the rematch here against Connor Fields, uh, former guest on the crease dive, Dehoga Nanakoke, and the Albany Great Danes. So, I mean, a, a battle of a couple former guests here. It's, it's going to be tough to pick one. 
But uh, I mean, Dude, right I, if, if you can't already tell, I am jacked up. Uh, this is going to be my favorite game to watch uh, this weekend. Um, I, I know, you know, we got the Ivy League tournament going on. We got the Big Ten tournament going on. Ah, you, you maybe can't put this game uh, past uh, game number 117 between Hopkins, Maryland. But for uh, all these, uh, if you've been listening to the Kristoff for a while, me and you have been on, and I know you're a Dane Train guy. But ever since uh, week one, I have been on this Catamount bandwagon, and I've been hyping up the boys. We had Ian McKay on. I don't know, man. There's just something about this Vermont team. They got off to the 7-0 and start, and then when they were undefeated and Albany was undefeated, when they first played uh, – or when they played for the first time in the regular season, that game didn't go as we expected. It was like 27-4. to but now Vermont gets a chance again. It's one. It's very hard to beat a team twice uh, in one season. Two, this Albany team is very banged up, and we know that. Yes, Connor Fields is playing, but is he really playing? We we we've talked about you know dealing with an injury. Like yeah, you can play through it, but you're not the same kind of player. Connor Connor Fields is a very yeah, he, he works with his feet a lot. I mean, he, he's a very shifty guy. And, you know, if you can't put a certain amount of pressure on that knee, it's going to change the whole game. But he's still a figure out there. He's going to get the number one pole, free up Nanakoke or Tehoga. It's uh, it's going to be a great game. Very excited for it. Finger, uh, I'm, I'm all on Vermont. I, I really want to see them in the tournament. But Albany did not look great against UMass Lowell, a third-year program. Yeah, I mean, they, they were looking pretty suspect there. I mean, thank God they've got TD Ireland at the face-off X. Um, you know, a guy that, you know, is rightfully getting a ton, a ton of praise this year. Uh, you know, last year he was kind of under Baptiste's shadow a little bit. This year, I mean, dude, the, the kid's working at like 80, 81% in the face-off X. Uh, so, you know, there, there was a time, I, I don't know his final stats on this one, but, you know, the when I checked, he was 14 for 14. Obviously, there were some more face-offs in this game since it was a mm-hmm. 15 to 10 win for Albany. Uh, but he was 14 for 14 at one point. And this is while UMass Lowell was, you know, they, they were up in this game. Uh, so, you know, Albany was trailing, and, you know, without yeah. TD Ireland just getting you back the ball time and time again at, at, after every faceoff, um, I mean, who knows what this game would have looked like if it wasn't for Ireland at least keeping the ball in Albany's stick. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, moving, you know, kind of looking ahead a little bit, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this later in the episode, but looking mm-hmm. ahead a little bit, TD Ireland is going to be the most important person for this yeah. Albany team in the tournament uh, because even if, you know, Fields isn't at 100% or even close to 100%, at least he'll be able to have the ball on a stick because of him. Uh, but, yeah, so real quick. just, just Yeah, I mean, no, just, just going off of that, I mean, like you said, TD, it's going to come down to him. He is the most important part of the team. Said it once, and I'll say it again. If they didn't have TD Island at the X, like this team would be an eight to six team right now, and not playing in like the best conference. So uh, let's hope that uh, let's hope they pull it together a little bit because uh, I do, I really do want to see Albany make a run there fucking probably one of the most exciting teams to watch in the country yeah i mean uh yeah so uh, even if even if your offense isn't operating that well as long as td's uh, getting you the ball at least you have the chances so you know uh definitely uh definitely agree with you there that he is the mvp of that albany team uh real quick let's just run through some of these uh other scores in these conference tournaments we're not going to recap the game so much we're just going to give you these scores just so we can get through them uh starting off in the caa semifinals we've got 
UMass taking down Hofstra 10 to 6. Real quick, this UMass team, they started off the season 1 and 4. Since then, they've won 10 straight games. So UMass is heading into the CAA championship extra hot right now, and they will be playing against the Towson Tigers, the winners of the CAA last year, made it all the way to the final four. Uh, and, you know, uh, so I mean, you, that's another that's that's another team that started off horrible. I've been pretty sure one and four also or something like that. Yeah, it, it was it was looking pretty down. It was looking pretty battered for the Towson Tigers. I, people didn't know if uh, you know maybe losing that senior class led by Ryan Drenner was a little bit too much for them to handle. But they find themselves right back in the CAA championship game. Um, UMass won that game in the regular season, but again, you say it all the time. It's tough to beat a team twice. Uh, heading into the, uh, we already mentioned this. A little bit in the SoCon semis, uh, it was Richmond taking down Furman. Uh, so the Spiders now will have High Point waiting for them in the SoCon uh, championship. Is the game over? I thought it was fourth quarter. It's eleven eleven. Oh, never. Mind. Jacksonville won. Oh fuck! Wow, <laughs> this just in, guys. Jacksonville upsets High Point twelve to one. Hey, man, wow. Is, so they uh, will be this... going to the SoCon championship. Let's go. Look at that. Live uh live podcast and coming in the majority in the ass on that one. So yeah, the Finns and the Spiders. Uh not quite sure how that matchup would work out in the wild, but we'll see how it works out on the lacrosse field on Saturday. <laughs> uh in some action. In the Mac, we've got Detroit taking down Monmouth 12 to 9, waiting for them in the Mac championship. It's Canisius after they uh, squeak out an overtime win over Quinnipiac 11 to 10. So, Canisius and Detroit in the Mac championship. In Who the- you got? What's that? Who do you got there? Oh, uh, I mean, I've been watching all these teams, you know, all, all season long. And, uh, you know, I just really like Detroit's game. Uh, so I think yeah. I think Detroit's going to fundamentally grind sound. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I think that they, uh, you know, they have a great wing play at the face off. So uh, it's a three man unit there. And I think that it's, it's just going to do wonders for them. <laughs> uh, no disrespect, but uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Titans. Uh, the Creestide boys are on them. So, let's go. <laughs> let's go, boys. Bring it home. Uh, and then uh, finally rounding this out uh, in the Northeast Conference, we've got St. Joe's little Philly school there coming away with an 11-9 win over Sacred Heart and waiting for them in the NEC championship will be Robert Morris. Taking down Bryant twelve to five, Robbie. I know that you've been a little big on Robert Morris throughout the season, but uh, you know I'm definitely yeah, riding with my I'm definitely riding with my Philly boys right there on City Ave. Right. The Hawk will never die. So uh, yeah, so that wraps up the uh, the at least the semifinals for those conference tournaments. Uh, before we get into our weekend preview and picks, let's send it right in here with our interview with. ACC champion and all-around beautician Ryder Garnsey from Notre Dame. All right, and joining us right now on the line, we've got an absolute beautician just coming off of an eight-goal in one weekend performance in the ACC tournament. Current ACC champion Ryder Garnsey from Notre Dame. Ryder, buddy. 
appreciate you. It's been a long time coming for you getting on this crease tab. I feel like we, uh, you know, we mentioned you every single episode here so far. So it's great to finally have you on. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on, man? Uh, it looks like uh, you got some company in the back. Are those the boys? What are you guys doing? A little Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Fortnite servers just finished the update. So some of the guys are playing a little Fortnite. Some of the guys <laughs> just finished watching the Cavs Penguins game. There it is. Season four is yeah. out. Wow. Who, who are you living with? Uh, there's there's a bunch of us here. Right now we got uh, four <laughs> other guys. Um, four lax guys, not a baseball guy, actually. There we go. Student at, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are all hitting the books as well because you got finals weeks coming up here. So just, uh, you know, just so everybody knows, Notre Dame full of student athletes. Students come first. Athletes come second. Uh, but, you know, obviously – uh, the boys who, who are athletes right now have been absolutely buzzing, uh, especially over this last weekend. Notre Dame, the Irish coming into the ACC tournament and fucking exploding down there at Virginia. You fellows put up 31 goals in one weekend. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know if you're a listener of the show or not, but, you know, there was a little stretch there where, you know, Robbie and I, we, we were kind of getting on you guys offensively. I mean, you guys had a game where you only put up two against Duke. Uh, I think you guys had like six goals against Syracuse. And then you guys come out in this ACC tournament, throw up 14 on Duke, 17 on Virginia. So, I mean, talk to us about this Notre Dame offense snapping off last weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously probably the biggest part of it was we got all our guys healthy at this point. Yeah. Um, against Duke, um, Brian Costabile and Brendan Gleason obviously didn't play, so that, that hurt our ability to draw slides. Um, against Cuse, Brendan Gleason didn't play at all, and Costabile was hurt in that game. So um, th- that those things obviously didn't help. But then this weekend we, we showed up with good amount of energy, good amount of focus. Um, we, we stayed confident throughout the, throughout the season that we were able to do something like this. So, yeah, and – you guys can now see what we're capable of when we put it all together and we've yeah. got everybody rolling. Yeah, and I mean, I think the rest of the country actually took note of that uh, ACC dominant performance that you guys put on. So congratulations to your 2018 ACC champs, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But you got one more game going in before you go head off into Selection Sunday, and that is the Army Black Knights who – you know, they're a team that gives uh, a lot of people problems, but you guys already know that you got your ticket uh, punched in uh, to the playoffs. You know, what's – and obviously you can't take any games lightly. You know, what, what's the locker room mentality like, uh, you know, going through practice this week of practice? Yeah, I mean, morale is definitely high right now. Um, we actually haven't had practice yet this week. Our, uh, our plane got delayed um, all of Sunday night. There were some mechanical issues with it. Um, so we, we had to stay an extra night in Charlottesville and took off Monday morning. So that had to count as whatever the NCAA rules are. You can't have so many days in a row or whatever. So we haven't got back on the field yet this week. Uh, but morale is high. And like you said, we can't take any games off. Uh, with some of the momentum that we built this weekend, we want to keep things going. Um, heading off into the tournament, hopefully uh, on a good foot. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, just, just looking at the way, you know, you kind of mentioned it, you know, we, everyone kind of took notice of, you know, what you boys look like when you put it all together. Um, you know, this is something that, that I've been saying, you know, since Sunday when we were watching you guys, uh, just, uh, you know, beat up Virginia a little bit by 10 there, but you know, this is a team, you know, we, we 
everybody always knows what you're going to get out of Notre Dame defensively. I mean, you guys have takeaway assassins on that back end there. Um, but when the boys are, are buzzing on, on offense, I mean, you guys look like one of the more complete teams, uh, you know, in the nation right there. And you guys kind of have a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I look at a guy like, you know, Costabile, um, you know, he, he's, you know, he brings heat, heat, heat over the top, um, you know, can pick corners over the, you know, like a real fundamental shooter. You yourself, there's nothing fundamental about your game at all. And I think that it's a reason why Robbie and I uh, continuously bring you up uh, on the podcast is because that's the shit that we love to watch. I mean, you're uh I guess the the way that I would best describe your game is kind of just like liquid. Um, you know, you're kind of just kind of like flowing all over the place. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really have like a pure like definition the way that you move, uh, but you you make it work. So talk to us real quick about, you know, your style of play, uh, because obviously it works. Like I said, you had eight goals in the ACC tournament, 11 points, um, you know, and, and you were doing a little bit of everything. I even saw you uh, sneak one in right handed there. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think that I would describe my style of play as, as like you said, just fluid. Um, I try to have fun as much as I can out there, but I think you definitely have to uh, marry that with some fundamentals. Um, and if I didn't, I don't know if I'd if I would be on the field too much longer. I don't I don't know if coach would stand for that for too long. Um, but yeah, I just I just try to have fun out there, um, and then try not to think too much. Try to let my instincts take over a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you kind of, you know, obviously you got to marry some fundamentals in there, but uh, here at the Crease Dive, fundamentals are kind of through the window. You are kind of the staple boy. Honestly, honestly and Jordy will even say, uh, ever since episode one, we kind of based, you know, the whole Crease Dive and like the way we look good, feel good, play good off of, I don't know, like the way, and it sounds, might be sound kind of weird, but like the way that you play and the way that you look, because looks in lacrosse <laughs> go a long way. Uh, you got the tilt, you got the hair. What what's going into your uh, your presentation as a player? I, I'm assuming this is something that you take pride in. <laughs> um, I don't know if I take pride in it necessarily, but just uh, I don't I don't take myself too seriously. So you know, the hair um, just kind of goes with my personality a little bit. Um, but I, as far as uh, my stick, my all that stuff, I definitely. Definitely like to keep up with that. Um, I usually use like a dyed stick, something like that, just to um, sort of be a little bit unique. Right now I got a, uh, a Larry Bird three-point um, contest, a uh, little figurine dyed to the top of my stick. That's pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, just – Look and feel good play is definitely something that I live by as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you mentioned right there, Larry Bird. So you're a uh, you know you're you're a C's fan. Uh, personally, I'm I'm here in Philly. Uh, so obviously, we we've got a big uh, series coming, <laughs> big series going on. Actually, for me personally, the series doesn't start until you know this episode's going to come out Friday. I'm counting Thursday as game one. We're going to disregard what happened on Monday night. Uh, but you seem like a guy. Uh, who would very much be into a, a player like Joel Embiid. So, I mean, talk, I know that you have to be a JoJo fan. Um, he, he's he's kind of, I think if if this, if college across was the NBA, you'd be almost like a, a Joel Embiid in, in that sense. So tell me real quick, I mean, just give me like 15 good <laughs> seconds of you complimenting Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I definitely like Embiid. Um as far as Ben Simmons goes, 
I'll I'll say that I got to go with my man Donovan Ooh. Mitchell as rookie of the year. Unfortunately, I went to high went to high school with Donovan, so I, I gotta give a uh, little Brewster Academy plug right there. Um, but yeah, the Sixers are a good team. Um, if it weren't for the Celtics, it'd probably be building something special in these for the next you know ten or so years, maybe something crazy like that. Shots fired. Well, let's uh, let's let's see how this one ages. Um, <laughs> so let's just talk about your career uh, at Notre Dame. You know, obviously, right out of high school, you you show up on campus, you become an ACC uh, freshman of the year. You know, talk us through. And now you're a junior. Talk us through your three years. And uh, you know, I I know some people. Um, who are who are listening in? Kind of know your story uh, of this past summer, where you were looking to maybe transfer. Not maybe you were you were looking to transfer. Can you just kind of talk to us about that process and what it was like and coming back? And yeah, I'm I'm gonna let you take the ropes on this because clearly uh, I don't really know too much. Yeah, I mean, coming out of high school, um, <laughs> Notre Dame was was where I wanted to be. Um, I had a post grad do a postgraduate year in order to make that happen. Um, I wasn't crazy about the idea of a fifth year of high school, but um, Notre Dame was, was where I wanted to be, so I was, had to do that to make it happen. Um, had a great freshman year, loved it, loved the school, loved all the guys on the team. Um, had a, a okay success, uh, lost in the uh, quarterfinals. Um, last year, so, sort of the same story. Um, and then this summer, um, yeah, look, looked into transferring a little bit. Um, last year during the year, uh, I wasn't really loving lacrosse as much as I, I had in the past. Um, and obviously for, for the guys that are playing lacrosse, it's the, uh, the end goal isn't necessarily, uh, you know, making the pros and getting a paycheck. So, um, I, I was just sort of looking to explore where I was going to have the most fun playing lacrosse. Um, last year I was actually, uh, hurt for a lot of the year. I, I broke my pelvis last year. So I think that probably had something to do with it. Um, I just wanted to sort of distance myself from from that and looked into transferring, but you know, figured out that for uh, at the end of the day, Notre Dame was was where I was going to be the happiest. So I just stuck around. Yeah, and I mean, uh, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but but one of the school that you were looking to go to was Virginia, right? Yeah, I was, I, I hadn't really talked to anybody. Obviously, with the transfer rules, until you get your release, you can't talk to anybody. But um, their style of play was something that was attractive. Yeah, so I mean, hey, definitely, uh, definitely, good thing that you stuck around for Notre Dame, as we saw in that <laughs> ACC final game, uh, seventeen to seven. Yeah. Uh, and and real quick, while we're talking about that, uh, you know, while I just brought up that final game again, uh, so on Sunday, if you're watching ESPNU, you saw Ryder Garnsey from that left wing. Uh, he, he goes underneath. Splits to his right hand, goes to a low angle, and he stuffs one in the back of the net righty. Now, for anyone listening, obviously myself, I'm a uh, you know a, a former lefty attackman. Robbie O, former lefty attackman. Ryder, obviously you know better than both of us combined, but a lefty attackman nonetheless. Um, we in Lefty Nation take pride in keeping the stick out of our right hand as much as possible. So I don't know if Robbie and I are going to have to, uh, you know, maybe momentarily pause your your lefty citizenship. Um, but how bad did you want to bring that back to your left? Because I, I know that it had to be, <laughs> as a lefty attackman that had to be eaten up at you a little bit uh, to to put it in your right. Yeah, I mean, for anyone that's watched me play, going righty is not. Uh... Not something that I do do very often, but 
Um, when when it's when it's that obvious of, of the play, sometimes you got to make a few sacrifices and do what you got to do to score a goal. The goalie's pretty far off the pipe, so he gave me no option. That <laughs> what a what a bastard, man. I mean, dude, you're uh, you you played hockey in high school, correct? Yeah, I, I was actually a hockey goalie. Um, oh, hockey goalie. Yeah, there's there's not much future for a five. There, we'll, we'll call it five ten. We'll call it five ten. Okay. Uh, there's not much future for a five ten hockey goal. They got you. They got you at five nine on uh on the website there. So uh, you you might have some people to talk to. Yeah, I, I saw that actually a couple of weeks ago. Somehow I lost an inch from last year. I was at five ten last year, and I think someone was screwing with the height and weight before the year. I got bumped down an inch. All right, well, for everyone listening, uh, Ryder Garnsey, stud attackman for Notre Dame, is 5'10", but is the 176 correct? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That's All correct. Right. So- soaking wet. All right, now, talk to us. You know, obviously, we got the game versus Army, um, but just right now, you guys got to be focused a little bit on the playoffs, you know, heading back to um, to, to the NCAA playoffs. What, what what's different? Because every every year, um, there's there's a different mentality in the locker room. Uh, seniors graduate, new leaders step up. You know, you went from a sophomore to a junior. Um, we just had you know your guest, uh, your one of your close teammates on Captain John Sexton, uh, reoccurring uh, guest on the crease dive. We had him on a couple weeks ago. I know he's leading. You know what what's your guys' focus right now heading heading into the playoffs? Because you guys are obviously riding on a lot of momentum. Um, yeah, just trying to keep that going. Um, like you said, we got Army this weekend, so we're, we're definitely not overlooking them. Um, and hopefully our backs are, are not up against the wall as much as they might have been had we not as, had as much success this weekend. Um, but we definitely want to keep momentum going. Um, you know, we, we, it wasn't too long ago that, like you said, we were scoring two and six goals a game. So uh, we just want to stay focused, um, stick to the things that we did well this weekend. Um, and hopefully build on that in the Army game this weekend. And then if we're lucky enough to get into the tournament, um, you know, keep that going the next weekend as well. Yeah, uh, real quick. I mean, just for, you know, just in case anybody listening doesn't know. uh, So winning the ACC doesn't give you an an automatic qualifier to the NCAA tournament, even though it's kind of, you don't win the ACC and not get into the NCAA tournament, but it's still like in, in a case like, you know, with, with you guys, right? It's not a thousand percent that, that you guys are in. I think everybody knows that you will be in. Um, but real quick, I mean, is, is it time for the ACC to get an AQ? I mean, what, what is holding that up? Yeah. I mean, it's just, just the sixth team. Um, after Maryland left, there was like a two year grace period, I think, uh, where we still maintain the AQ. Um, but obviously with them leaving now, we've only got five teams. So, so the AQ is stripped. Um, but yeah, it's probably, you know, if not the best, one of the best conferences in the country. So most of the time the winner still gets in, um, as long as they're, you know, above 500. Yeah. Let's, let's get, uh, let's get Florida state to, to get a team or something or, uh, or, or Florida state, BC, Louisville's got girls. Goes on there's a bunch, on. There's yeah. a bunch of good. There's a bunch of good candidates. Yeah, that could add yeah Louisville's already got D1 uh, women's lacrosse, like you said. So that would be a nice little addition. But uh, if it was up to Ryder Garnsey, uh, close your eyes real quick. You join the NCA committee. How uh, how would you change this uh, ACC uh, playoff role? Um, well, I mean, this year guarantee guarantee the winner guarantee <laughs> the winner an automatic bid. It's fair enough. 
Yeah, Fair enough. And, but, but yeah, this year uh, the winner gets in with an AQ, but no other team from the ACC is allowed in the tournament. Right, we don't need to see any of those guys again. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a Catholic courtesy school. of committee. And, right. <laughs> yeah, the feet behind the team uh, that rules then next as well. Yeah. Uh, well, so obviously, I mean, listen, I think we all know that you guys will be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we don't want to count, you know, eggs before they're hash or whatever the hell that saying is. Um, and obviously, you guys also have, you know, Army to think about this week. Um, but, you know, looking ahead into the, the month of May, um, you know, we saw, you know, when you guys have, you know, your full offense healthy you know how much you you know how you guys were clicking um but really something that we saw this weekend that i don't know if we really saw too much of in the regular season is you know we we saw you out there for all four quarters of these games um you know and that's something that's kind of been uh you know kind of kind of puzzling to lacrosse fans um it's just you know you, you see that you know you're leading the you know, you're leading the team in points, um, but you didn't really find yourself on the field for 60 plus minutes every game. Um, you know, it, but now, you know, obviously now everything's working, um, everything's clicking. And I think that obviously you should be in that lineup uh, on that field as, as much as you possibly can for the, for May. Uh, but can you kind of just talk us through a little bit of, uh, you know, it w- was anything holding you back in the beginning of the year or, or what was going on with that? No, I don't think anything was necessarily holding me back. Um, I wasn't playing as well as, as I could be um, and as well as I need to be um, for our team to have as much success as we want to have. Um, so obviously it's coach's job to, to put the guys out there that are, that are going to give us the best chance to win. Um, and, you know, that, that wasn't me at the beginning of the year. So um, luckily uh, I've played pretty well recently. So hopefully that's going to be me in the next – coming weeks i mean obviously everybody wants to be on the field um and i'm obviously myself included wants to be on the field and make it as much of an impact as you can um but obviously the team success comes first yeah i mean did you i mean that's a great answer right there um you're right the team's success does come first but you personally was it a change of because i mean lacrosse i'm a strong believer that lacrosse is like 90 percent 80 percent confidence was it something in your confidence did you make any adjustments to your game were you using too much bodies any stick issues what 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 was going on for you there uh, i was just being pretty sloppy with the ball um turning the ball over a little bit too much um and, and when you have a defense like ours um if you can if you can win the possession battles um uh and and get good sustained long possessions we're going to be more successful than um when we've only got the ball for for 20 seconds and we're asking our defense to play two minutes at a time. Um, so that's just the biggest thing. Um, being more selective in, in, in shooting as well as, you know, choosing, picking our uh, spots when to attack, not forcing it as much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, listen, I mean, li- listening to, you know, that answer there and, you know, kind of taking accountability for, you know, your, some of your own sloppiness, but being able to put the team in front of your own success, um, definitely a, a huge sign of someone, you know, a kind of a, a leader in that sense. Um, so I'm assuming that, you know, the boys were loving seeing you just go off uh, in that tournament. Um, you know, and anybody who's willing to put the team that much in front of themselves and then go off for eight goals in, in two games games uh definitely getting the boys fired up uh so i mean we're we're really looking forward to everything uh that notre dame has moving forward here in the month of may uh so we're just gonna wrap a few things up here uh before we let you go before we let you 
uh, either keep uh, playing, you know, <laughs> playing video games or uh, preparing for army. Uh, but uh, you know, j- just a last, uh, you know, a few questions here. So uh, one, uh, obviously you are, uh, you're a Bruins fan, correct? Big Bruins fan. Big, Big B's fan. fan. Uh, so real quick, Brad Marchand, talk to me about your thoughts. Obviously, you're going to love this guy, but can you at least admit that he is fucked in the head? <laughs> you know, I saw some of your tweets about uh, – I'm not familiar with the Flyers as much as I should be. Was it? I don't know how to say his name. Travis Kokeny? Koshiny? What's his name? Konechny. Konechny um, and how, how Brad Marchand is that guy's floor. Um, it it was hard for me to hold my tongue, not tweet back at you saying, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy's definitely, uh, he's like sort of like a Draymond Green in the NBA. Um, there's a couple Warriors fans on our team. We get on about how much we hate that guy, but, and, and Marshawn's the same way. If he wasn't on the bees, I'd probably hate him. Um, but luckily enough, we, we're uh, fortunate that he's on our team and, uh, probably got one of the most favorable contracts in the NHL. So, um, Definitely love having that guy on the team. All right, yeah, that's. I mean, I I think uh, I, th- there were maybe some trolley vibes uh, to my uh, you know to, to that blog about Konechny and Marshawn, but uh, I mean, he, that fucker is a he just bites anything with a pulse. Uh, if it's a ref or an opposing player, so he's he's a little bastard. Uh, another question here. So uh, you know, I I follow Notre Dame lacrosse on Twitter, and uh, I think out of I, I feel like I see you guys in the weight room a ton on social media. Uh, so Ryder Garns, <laughs> I, I don't know if I necessarily see you in there, but I see you in there. Uh, so real quick, I mean, <laughs> take us through uh, what, what kind of, are you, are you breaking out all the extra weights in the back or are you? Uh, so, what, what are the max numbers? What are the max numbers? Come on, just give it to us straight. They actually have a uh, a separate weight room for for myself. They don't have enough weights in the uh, football weight room, so I, that's why I'm never on the social media. I'm in the uh, the other weight room. It's got a little bit bigger numbers over there. Uh, but as for max numbers, not high, not high. Whatever, whatever the lowest, whatever the lowest on the team is probably. What about what about yeah. the calf raises though? You got to be a cat. You're a hockey player. You got to be able to crush the calf raises. Yeah, we've got decent calf numbers. Uh, forearm strength is pretty good. I'd say if you if you took my body and took any part of it that would resemble a D1 athlete, uh, it might be my forearms, I guess. <laughs> Nothing else really resembles a D1 athlete. Jeez. I'm going to be watching the Army games. I keep staring at your forearms. <laughs> Sounded so weird, but hey, just know that. <laughs> um, all right, yo, so a lot of good music's been dropping. Uh, what's going on in the headphones before locker room or in the locker room? Um, I'm, I'm actually not like we've got guys on our team that are, that are, Mm -hmm. you know, have all the newest, newest uh, music going on. Um, some, some people think I look like Post Malone. I don't know if that's a compliment or, (laughs) um, so I've listened to his new album a little bit. I'm on your, uh, your, your roster pick right now. Uh, yeah, my roster picture from freshman year has been compared to, <laughs> compared to Post Malone a few times. Um, and my mom doesn't like that picture, but that's all right. I'm keeping it. Um, but uh, I really like – I listen to Pearl Jam, um, a little Dave Matthews band before the game, just kind of chill out. I'm you know, pretty excited to get the game going, so it's sometimes too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to chill out a little bit before the game, I like get a little bit more relaxed. I like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my final question here before I, I don't know if uh, Robbie has any more up his sleeve, um, but you know, la- last question that I have here for you, and this is just out of pure jealousy, um, because so when we had uh, John Sexton on, that was right before the uh, the, the Syracuse game. I uh, said you guys had a nice little charter jet waiting for you to, to take you over to the <laughs> dome. Uh, so, uh, one, what were you guys flying in uh, to Virginia? And uh, two, uh, are, are there uh, are there any card games going on on those flights? How you know what uh you know what is the life like? Uh, you know, just just up in the air with Notre Dame because you know a lot of most of these schools are all on the East Coast, just taking buses everywhere, and then here come the Irish, just uh, just ripping it up on jets. Yeah, I mean being. Being in the Midwest, we definitely do a, a good amount of traveling, but Notre Dame hooks us up pretty well. Um, you know, in the three years that I've been here now, we've only had a handful of games that we've, we've bussed to and haven't flown to. Um, the chartering thing um, doesn't happen all the time, but when we do, um, we're, we're pretty lucky. This weekend actually backfired a little bit. Um, the planes didn't work on the way home, so we got stuck in Virginia for an extra day. Um, but this weekend, we we're, we're traveling in suits. Um, and then on the, actually, I was almost late to the, uh, to the plane on the way there and I grabbed the wrong suit out of the closet and ended up picking up my dad's suit. So it was about three <laughs> sizes too big. I was swimming in that thing and got, got some, got some chirps from the guys for that. Um, well, the, the sleeves when, probably fit at least the in the forearms. Yeah. yeah. Just the, <laughs> forearms. the legs. I, I had to wear the belt on like the last notch or else that thing was falling off. Got an art smock on. <laughs> um, when, when we're up in the air, um, usually there's a an iPhone game or something that a lot of the guys uh, got going on right now. It's this game called BB Tan. Um, I don't know, pretty pretty simple game, free on the App Store. Um, you know, we're, we're always competing for the highest scores. Um, All right, what game? It's called BB Tan. Uh, you just like launch a like a a series of balls at all these blocks. It's sort of a uh, sort of like Brick Breaker. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Some guys, some guys got the old school Candy Crush going. Uh, we've we've played Settlers of Catan on a, on a guy's iPad before. He passed that around the plane. Um, and then a couple games that need uh, like internet, like Clash Royale. A couple games like that uh get going around in the locker room but you can't play those on the plane without without the wi-fi yeah i mean throwback to clash of clans but uh yeah man acc champs getting broken down at the airport is not too bad when you got that trophy to be uh to be next to you so uh congratulations on that congratulations to the rest of the irish dude good luck against army this weekend and uh yeah man fingers crossed on selection sunday Thank you. Congratulations on another great regular season, man. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate very you much. coming on, but we'll uh, we'll talk to you later, and uh, we will definitely be. Uh, listen, don't put that stick in your right hand anymore, though, or else we're not going to put your highlights <laughs> on the internet. All right, you won't you won't see it there anymore. Uh, right. And then for any of your teammates listening, uh, send us some pictures of uh, you in this uh, infamous suit. I, I need to see that. <laughs> I might be able to find something. I might be able to find a few pictures. Somewhere. All right, take it easy, buddy. All right, take it easy, bud. Thanks for having me.
All right, and thanks again to Ryder Garnsey for popping on the podcast real quick. I mean, eight goals in two games in the ACC tournament, an absolute animal. Looking forward to seeing a ton more from uh, Ryder as long as, uh, listen, I mean, you, you don't win the ACC and not get into the tournament, but still, if the committee decides to fuck with them like that, uh, then we're going to riot. But listen, we got we got a lot more lacrosse to look forward to. It is the final weekend before the NCAA tournament, that selection Sunday. Day is coming up right around the corner here, but we still got more games to get ourselves prepared for that day. And we're going to start off with the games that will be tonight in the Ivy League tournament. We've got Cornell versus Brown and Yale versus UPenn. So we've got, you know, Yale, the number one team, at least our number one team in the nation. Uh, Cornell, also a top 10 team as well. Will we see both of these two teams face each other in the Ivy League championship? Or Robbie O, do you smell any upset alerts in the Ivy? Uh, I do have one upset alert. I have Yale dropping to Penn. That uh, that game, both of these games will be on ESPNU on Friday. So we're going to get a ton of good. And this is when the episode drops. So hopefully you guys are listening, getting real pumped, uh, pumped for the game tonight. And, you know, maybe riding with our picks. This one, this pick for me is going to be a little bit risky. I think Yale's super hot. Uh, as you know, I, I'm just while, – while I'm speaking mid-sentence, I just realized how absurd that is. Uh, Penn is not going to beat Yale Bulldogs. I, I, think, uh, I think Yale wins this one flat out. Uh, nothing, nothing is better. Nothing at all is better than a live Robbie O flip-flop. Been- it is one of my favorite recurring themes on the crease dive. It happens once every few weeks, and, and each time it's more glorious than the last. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just be talking. I'll be like, okay, like I think that this, this has a chance. And while I'm trying to explain it a little bit, I'm, I'm like, all right, this is not going to happen. Uh, I, I mean, I, Penn's, Penn's taken down a yeah, number one team in the nation before, before though. Yeah, we were there. We were there. If, maybe, though, we would have to go to this game for Ooh. Penn to be able to take down Yale. That might be something that needs to happen. And listen, Penn, like I, I love you guys. You're a Philly school, uh, but uh, I don't love you that much. Well, you, you, It is Philly's year, even though they just got worked for two games against Boston. But we'll see. The series don't still doesn't talk. start yet. Series don't starts in three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, until a team uh, loses at home. But yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think that, you know, Yale, they only have two losses on the season. Both of them are by one goal. One of them was to start off the year uh, against Villanova at the Dallas Stars practice facility. So you can't even hold that one against them. The other one, you know, so listen, I mean, Yale is they're on fire. And the, the one thing that would maybe be holding me back about Yale just blowing Penn out of the water here is the fact that it's, you know, the Ivy league and they have finals and shit like that coming up, but all these teams are in the Ivy. So I got Yale coming out of that game. And then again, Jeff T and the Cornell big red, uh, you know, I, I think that they're just too loaded offensively. And I think that they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to beat up Brown a little bit. You know, maybe Brown can keep it tight. But I've got Yale and Cornell coming out of the Ivy. Uh, and, and that's the matchup that really everybody should want to see. Ben Reeves in his final year in the Ivy League Conference playing in the uh, conference championship game against one of the up-and-comers in Jeff Teat. So I think that that's going to be the game that everybody should be rooting for because it's going to be great for lacrosse. Out of that one, Robbie O, who would you have, Yale or Cornell? <sighs> Yale of Cornell, old bull versus the new pup. 
I'm gonna go uh, go go with the old bull Ben Rees and the Yale Bulldogs. There, I think they're gonna come away uh, Ivy League champions. Uh, I think Ben Reeves and this entire Yale Bulldogs team is on a mission. Uh, we talked, I think, three weeks ago, uh, how you know Ben Reeves has kind of dwindled out of the conversation of Tawaraton. Um, and, and I, I think he's just kind of been popping off. And I don't see this stopping. I think this team's clicking. They're having fun together. You know, the chemistry seems to be there. They got to they gotta figure it out at the right time. And like, like you said, they have two – they're two goals away from being an undefeated season to, to be an undefeated team, pardon. So I, I got Yale in this one. And then that will propose the question of if, if hypothetically speaking, Yale beats Cornell, Cornell loses – does Cornell get in? But you guys are going to have to wait because the boys will be hitting you with a Sunday night episode recapping Selection Sunday. Uh, who got snubbed? Who do you think is going to win? So all that good stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Bru- Brian. Jordy, who do you got this uh, game? Well, first off, you, you hit in the break. I, I, had a, I had a take that I was about to go out there with, but uh, I'm going to hold off on that one on Sunday since uh, you hit the brakes on me there real quick, and rightfully so. I, I needed oh. the brakes on that one, and I, I need to check the temperature on that take. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely save that one for Sunday. <laughs> I'm right there with you, though. I, I, I think, you know, um, you know, we, we kind of mentioned this with, you know, Duke and Justin Gutterding and, and that senior class. I, I think that, you know, Yale is, is – like that in a way, especially with Ben Reeves, where I, I just think that, you know, you, you said it, he's on a mission. Um, you know, he, he wants to get to Memorial Day, I, you know, as does anybody that plays college lacrosse. But, you know, everyone can want to do it. Ben Reeves has the ability to take your team there. Uh, so I don't think that they drop this one to Cornell. But I do think that it's going to be a, uh, you know, just a nice little passing of the torch moment if you will uh but yeah so that'll be the ivy league tournament um obviously we could be very much wrong and it could be brown versus Penn in that uh, (laughs) let's hope not so moving on into the uh into the conference championship games that'll be set up for this weekend uh real quick i mean let, let let's just go right into it uh so let's start off in the big east because this this is the question. This is you know my from my take quake last week. Will Denver throw the Big East Championship game against Georgetown to allow Georgetown to get that AQ, and then Denver gets an at large, or is Denver just going to run the show? Trevor Baptiste is going to win every single faceoff, maybe score a couple goals. Ethan Walker is going to go low to sky about seven times in a row. Uh, so do the Pios roll, or does Georgetown find themselves back in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think Pios roll. Uh, I think they come away. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Baptiste, the rest of the Pios, will be lifting up that Big East trophy. Kind of weird to say that Denver will be holding up the Big East trophy, but that's a conversation for another time. But uh, no, I mean, they they beat Georgetown by one goal. It was a 6-5 game. I think this one's going to be the opposite. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. But uh, I I do think, you know... we always say week after week when we talk about Trevor Baptiste, he, he's the best. Number one pick in the MLO draft, uh, just broke the record for most faceoff wins. You know, this, this guy is he, he's an absolute game changer. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got Pios in this one. I think Georgetown is, you know, you know they're, they're lucky to be here, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I, I could be easily biting my words, like we always say. But, uh, no, de- definitely got uh, – definitely got um, – 
just the wrong words here. De- definitely got Denver here. I mean, you got Ethan Walker with, with 64 points, and all of them have been low to high. So I, I got my faith in the pie. I was in Tierney. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be an episode of the crease dive if at least one of us wasn't biting our words by the end of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I think that I think that maybe if I didn't put out that take against Denver throwing the Big East, that maybe Tierney, but obviously Tierney listens to the podcast. Uh, yeah, he definitely. Uh, obviously, he's a huge listener, and now he knows that we're onto onto them. So now he kind of has to shape up a little bit and, you know, he, he kind of has to throw the scent off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll make it close. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and definitely someone failed geography class putting Denver in the Big East. But like you said, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, let's talk about one. Oh, of- oh real, real quick. Um, you got, you know, their best depot. Miles is out. He's uh, suspended indefinitely for uh, off field issues. Yeah, I I think when you have Trevor Baptiste winning so many faceoffs, I, I think you can uh, you know you can afford will be fine. You can afford to lose a few defensemen because the ball is going to be on the other end of the field. Yeah, but he, he's the he's the LSM on the wing though. Do do you do you hear what I'm saying? Trevor Baptiste, <laughs> he does not need wings. Put him out there one versus three. He's still going to get the ground ball. He's an absolute animal. I th- Pio's roll. Don't don't give us another Rabio flip flop. Right. <laughs> roll Pio's, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Moving on to one of our favorite matchups coming up here. It is the Albany Great Danes in the America East Championship going up against the Vermont Catamounts. Vermont, I just uh, – their, uh, their new STX rival bucket that they've been wearing – filthy so again again no 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 free ads but they they look sharp uh and they'll be going up against like you said a a battered albany great danes team rabio obviously the first matchup between these two teams was an absolute bloodbath with the catamounts getting slaughtered left and right by the dane train will we see a repeat or, or what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm still trying to figure this one out myself. All right, we'll, we'll take your time and uh, buckle your seatbelt because here, here comes my take. Um, said it once, say it again. I've already said it three times in this episode. Hard to beat a team twice. Kind of a theme right now, uh, you know, approaching these conference finals. We're going to have to put that on a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> hard to beat a team twice. Just, just nothing on it. Just the logo. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, someone make that for us. Um, but uh, yeah, huge, huge, huge congratulations to Ian McKay. He needed four goals to tie the record for all-time leading goal scorer in Vermont program history. Five to break it. He got five goals tonight against Stony Brook in the semifinals. So. Huge shout out to reoccurring guests on the crease dive, Ian McKay. This game is not going to be twenty-one to five. All right, it, it, that's not going to happen. You agree? I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But okay, no, no, I'll keep going. But Vermont has shown a lot of holes in their defense throughout this entire season. And consistency too. They got off super hot, and their offense was a main. Uh, that was a main. Main part of their success to their 7-0 and start to the season, but it's starting to dwindle down as you see uh, the, the rest of the year for them. They're, they're just putting up 10 goals a game. And in Division One lacrosse, you know, you had Notre Dame putting up 17 goals against Virginia. You had Loyola putting 15 up against Lehigh. It's very hard to, to win scoring 
nine goals in a game. So if they're going to beat this Albany team, who's coached by Scott Barr, excellent coach, you know Connor Fields is going to be hungry. They're is hungry. That that whole team, you know, they, they want to win the American East. But this is a back-against-the-wall back game for Vermont because, obviously, Vermont doesn't have the best strength of schedule. If they don't win uh, the conference, get the at-large bid – not like they're they're done. Like that'll be the last time those seniors put on the Catamount jersey. That'll be the last time that they put on that Vermont STX rival Steez helmet. I'm getting a little emotional here for the senior class here, but you know this game means something to them. So you you blogged about it uh, a little bit a while back when you said the scariest thing. Scariest person to fight is someone with nothing to lose. This is a Vermont team with nothing to lose. I got the Catamounts coming away with this game. Robbie O getting sentimental about playing the last game as a Vermont Catamount. He's not even on the squad. That is passion right there. You cannot teach that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you that it's not going to be a, a blowout game. This is going to be a real tight game. Um, but I, I think, you know, if, if Vermont is going to have a chance in this one, and you kind of mentioned that they've been a little suspect on defense, I mean, you just got to find a way to just shut the Hoga um, and and try to make a, a battered Connor Fields beat you because, you know, I think as, as long as he's out there, you know, you mentioned this earlier in the episode, it, as long as Connor Fields is out on the field, um, it it opens up space for the rest of the guys out there on offense, especially a guy like the Hoga, uh, because you got so many eyes that are just focused on number five in, in purple and yellow um, that, you know, you, you just lose guys like the Hoga. And as soon as you lose, them for half a second boom the ball's in a stick and then it's in the back of the net so if you kind of shut the hoga and then see um you know kind of what connor fields knee is able to do against you then maybe you have a chance but i think the fact that you know td is probably going to go at least 80 percent of the faceoff x uh it's going to be a home game for albany and i i just think they're going into this game it, there's a whole psyche part of it. You know, Vermont's going in there. Even if they know that Albany's kind of banged up a little bit, you're still thinking 20, 21 to 5 in the back of your head, and you're lying if you say that you're not. Uh, and, and Albany's kind of doing the same thing, just the opposite way. And they're like, you know, even if they get down a little bit on this team, they're like, all right, like whatever. We can just snap off real quick and put up 21 if we need to. Um, so I, I think that Albany comes away on top of this one. But, you know, I'm thinking maybe like a, you know, like a 13 to 11 type of type of thing it's it's not going to be a bloodbath uh and then moving into another another rematch of uh you know two absolute uh monsters teams here we've got the rivalry part 117 obviously 116 last weekend ended with will snyder and the triple overtime win over hopkins on homewood field this one uh, I mean, a neutral site here, a very neutral site, as uh, both of these teams are out of the state of Maryland and they are in Michigan to play in this Big Ten championship. Uh, so, I mean, I, it, it, Homewood would be a huge advantage for Hopkins yes. in this one, especially if they're down Joel Tenney. Uh, but the fact that this is going to be in Michigan with Maryland just buzzing. Uh, I think, you know, again, you, you say this will be probably the fifth or sixth time that we've said this in this uh, episode, and we're going to have to put it on a shirt eventually. Oh, yeah. You say it's tough to beat a team twice. Uh, I think Maryland is going to do it a, kind of easily here. I, I, I'd expect, you know, at least a three-goal win. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I took Hopkins last game uh, just for that home win mentality. I, I thought they were, you know, obviously it was a triple overtime game. Uh, I do agree. I, I don't think this one's going to be as much of a nail biter, and I will be taking Maryland in this one. I think. I I, I don't know because I've never played under Petromala, but I, I just think. You know, I don't want to get into a, a coaching debate here, but there, there's just something about Tillman and, and, and his way. Obviously, that senior class last year was like they, they kept going to the to Memorial Day weekend, but they never actually won. But he knows how to get their team to Memorial Day weekend. Petro used to know, hasn't done it in a while. So I got Maryland walking away with this. Um, they're doing something right. These young bulls are stepping up. Uh, they're playing fantastic, uh, fantastic ball right now. They're an excellent team, and so is Hopkins. There, there's not going to be a Ravio live switch. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going with Maryland on this one. I'm right there with you. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that you know, kind of the. Uh... You know, with that coaching debate that you were, you know, a little hesitant to get in there. I, I think that it's the fact that Tillman spent like he was he yeah. was at Navy for like ten years, so like obviously he has that you know that mentality, uh, very regimented. You know, has everything. That, and you know, so while he was at Navy for ten years, I mean, Petro was probably uh, he looks like he was in the like the mob <laughs> for ten years. Um, so I mean, I think that there's definitely some differences in personality there. I mean, obviously it's worked for Petro plenty, um, but I, I think that right now Tillman's hot, and yeah, I, I think that Maryland comes away on this one. The one thing that will be very interesting to see is, uh, is is just how physical Hopkins is again with Connor Kelly. That seemed to be working for them in that game last week, and they held him to no points. So. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if I'm Connor Kelly, I'm kind of finding the biggest guy on the Maryland, you know, in the locker room right there. And I'm saying, like, listen, like, I need you to have my back out there. Obviously, we saw Hopkins already chucking nucks in this tournament. If they start to get too physical with me, I need you guys to put someone down. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're both right there on Maryland. Let's uh, let's wrap things up real quick. Let's just give some winners on these uh, on some of these smaller on some of these smaller conferences. So championship weekend, baby championship weekend. So let's, uh, you know, let's just pick to see who is punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's start off in the CAA. We got UMass winners of 10 straight going up against Towson, the reigning CAA champions, Robbie. O. who you got in this game? I got UMass. Who you got? Uh, I, I was going to go UMass, but now I feel like we've been, Agreeing too much, and now okay. I, now I want to take Towson because they were super swaggy in the tournament last year, and I would love to see them back in the tournament this year. The one yeah, thing I will no, say about uh, UMass definitely has the dustiest fucking jerseys ever. The dustiest, like, they are. I I hope you're using the word dusty wrong because they are so slick. Um, the one what? Thing, dude, Towson looks incredible. No, I'm talking about UMass. Oh, oh, you, wow, yeah. I, oh my god, oh my god, Towson is probably we were are the remember the first episode that we ever did on the crease dive where there was no games going on. So one of the things was we broke down the best jerseys uh, ever, and no, Towson was way up there for me. They they yeah, kill okay. it. Okay, wow. Yeah, no, 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 no. UMass UMass has the Warrior helmets. They got the black socks, the black Adidas. Oh, they have the black Adidas cleats and shoes. It's 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 uh, it's, it's, a t- it's, it's no it's a tough bueno. One. It's no bueno. Um, but yeah, so I'm uh, yeah. It's it, it's getting late here, and uh, my mind's still spinning from that Sixers loss. But I'm also I'm going with Towson on that one. Moving into the Northeast Conference, we got the St. Joe's Hawks 
going up against Robert Morris. Obviously, I'm riding with the Philly school, the boys of City Ave. I got St. Joe's here in this game. Robbie O, who do you got going into the NCAA tournament out of the NEC? I got St. Joe's too. Uh, I think they're a real good team. Um, yeah, yeah, I got, I got St. Joe's. Ever since they made their transition out of the CAA, uh, they've kind of almost restructured their team. Um, yeah, uh, I got St. Joe's here. Got the Hawks, baby. Let's go. Philly yeah. strong. Philly Taylor, tough. Taylor Ray, hell of a coach. Uh, heading into okay. some action here. Old Lehigh guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now uh, some action here. We got Canisius and Detroit. Uh, I think I already gave my pick in this one earlier, and we are rolling with the Titans. They oh, yeah. Are a, uh, the, yeah, obviously, we got some uh, crease dive listeners on that squad there. So, uh, Canisius, either start listening to the goddamn podcast or get your dicks kicked in. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, Canisius needs to figure it out. Uh, the crease dive boys are huge, huge Detroit Mercy fans. Uh, I got them coming away with this win. Dude, it's a bunch of bunch of uh, Canadian Bulls. Um, looking at their roster, so oh, yeah, you're, never, right, you're right up there around the border, so pretty easy for yeah. these guys to kind of sneak in, sneak out. But then, uh, and then finally, the Titans, baby, the whole Titans, and then, uh, so our final uh conference championship to break down here, give you a pick of the score. Uh, so we've got Richmond in the SoCon taking on which was breaking news earlier to me, not High Point, actually Jacksonville. So we've got Dolphins and Spiders. Oh my. Who is coming out of the SoCon, Robbie O? I got Jacksonville. I got the Finns, baby. And that's just due to the fact that um, you guys have been listening uh, for our first couple of episodes. Whenever we do uh, uh, setting the picks, it's when we do like the Vegas lines and uh, Jordy and I pick our winners. Every single week, I think it was five weeks in a row, I picked against Jacksonville Dolphins to cover. And I went 0 for 5. Um, I, I'm all on the Jacksonville band, uh, bandwagon, roll fins. I'm staying woke. I ain't sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm going to be right there with you. I got a guy on my, uh, on my Sunday beer league team who went to, uh, Jacksonville. So I feel like if, if I don't pick the dolphins in this game, then he's not going to throw me the ball at all on Sunday. And I kind of need that rock in my stick. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fins up with Jacksonville and that'll wrap up our conference championship weekend rec- uh, preview here on episode 15 of the Crease Dive. Selection Sunday is coming up this weekend. We will have a uh, special episode for you guys there, breaking down the bracket, talking about you know snubs and, and w- everything that you want to yeah. hear about. We that, got you covered. Everything you want to hear about, but you just don't want those assholes like Quint and Kark telling you about because, you know, fuck off, Quint. You know what? That, that's how, that's how we're, I'm, I'm going to get a little too heated here. But uh, so, yeah, so that'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys we'll on Sunday down. for, yeah, we'll break it down. We'll see you guys on Sunday for Selection Sunday. Uh, until then, low to high to the day we die, we out. Got no jumper, but I ball a lot. Bitch on your stony, I do it all. Candy paint with the white on top. Lambo doors or the woo up drop. You busy plotting on what I got Kicking your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Half price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumper but I ball a lot Bitch on your stony, I do it all